separate us from the love of God? No one and nothing. Shall tribulation or distress? Shall persecution or famine? Shall it separate us from the love of God? No, not, absolutely not. Shall nakedness or danger separate us from the love of God? No, absolutely not. For in all things we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. Who loved us? That's Romans 8. Romans 8, 35. In all things, we are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. More than a conqueror. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. No assignment that's been formed against me is going to prosper. I'm rising up in strength and I'm going to rise up in victory. And I have the Spirit of the living God upon my life. And the Spirit of the living God lives on the inside of me. And when I decree a thing, it shall be established. According to the word that Job said, 22, 28. I shall decree a thing and it shall be established so that light will shine upon my ways. Say light is shining upon my ways. The word of God is coming forth out of me. And everything changes because I show up, which is Christ showing up. Amen? When you show up, it's Christ showing up. So everything changes. Glory to God. As God was in the details of the tabernacle, as he was in the details of the tabernacle, he's also in the details of your life. Amen. Every single one of you, I want you to know that there are details in our lives that God is in. Every single detail. Yeah, yeah. In, and you can turn your Bibles if you like to uh, Psalm 139. But every single detail, God, Christ, the living epistle. Christ is the living epistle. Epistles. <coughs> letters. Letters in the Bible. Living epistle is Christ. He's the living, active, powerful epistle. Amen? And so the living epistle is a living is our living tabernacle living on the inside of us and he wants us to tabernacle with him. So we've been we've been in the in the book of Exodus and we've been talking about the tabernacle but but just as Moses received instructions and he received very detailed instruction the point that I want to make right now is that each and every one of you have detailed instruction from the Lord. He has tailor-made you. That's why I said turn to Psalm 139. Tailor-made you. Every one of you. And I'm going to list some of these right now. It says in Psalm 139, you have searched me and you know me. You know my sitting and you know my rising. You understand my thoughts from afar. You comprehend my path. You are acquainted with all my ways. You know the word on my tongue even before I speak it. You formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I was made in secret and your eyes saw me when I was yet unformed. Your days, the days fashioned for me were written in your book before even one of them came to be. Glory to God. He is not only in the details of your life, church, but he is the God of great vision. He is not only in the details, say he's the God of great vision. He's the God of great vision. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. He says, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. He's the God of the details, and he has all the details already thought through for us. But he also is a God of great vision. I want you to say he's the God of great vision. And he's got a great vision for your life. And some of you may already know the vision that God has for your life, and some of you may not know. But I'm telling you, as we go through this here today, you're going to start to see God doesn't change. He's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. If God spoke to Moses the details, 
in the Ajib to how to build this tabernacle, and he was very specific. And we know that it's pointing to Christ. Everything that we read in the Old Testament is a picture and it points to Christ. And so therefore, and we know God's details are for us. He doesn't shortchange you. You're not an afterthought. None of you are, none of you are an afterthought. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he's the master builder. Amen. When the Lord gave Moses the plans for the tabernacle in Exodus, he gave him specific plans. He gave him the width. He gave him the height. He gave him the depth. He gave him the stones, bronze, silver, gold. In other words, he gave him the instruction of exactly what he needed to put in this tabernacle. He gave him all, he gave him the instructions, the material that was to be used specifically designed by God. And every single one of you are specifically designed by God. Amen? Say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. So he said, you're going to use bronze for some things, and you're going to use silver for others, and you're going to use gold for other things. How many of you know that bronze represents judgment? Okay, if you don't know, bronze represents judgment, where silver represents redemption. So... The pillars that supported the outer courts. I want you to guys, I want you to get this visual picture right now. The pillars that supported the outer courts were made with bronze or made from bronze. Okay? But the base of those pillars were fashioned from silver. So I want you to think. These pillars from the outer court made with bronze, but the base was fashioned with silver. Columns of bronze set in silver bases. Are you getting the word, the picture in your head right now? Bases of redemption. The judgment, but did it set in redemption? For the foundation of our God is actually a redemptive God. He's a redemptive God. People think God is a God of judgment and, and justice. But actually, and though there is that, that is true. But God is a redemptive God. And he wants to redeem mankind from sin. And so even just in the outer court, you can see the pillar that was bronze, but yet based in redemption because it was based in the silver. God, there's no accident. There is no accident in the kingdom. God didn't just kind of happen, he just happenstance. No, 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 no. It was created specifically designed, just as we are. Specifically designed by the master builder with God's intentionality because he's redeeming us. He actually already has redeemed us because of Jesus's, Jesus Christ's work. Amen? So, for the mo from the moment we put our faith in Jesus Christ alone. The moment we put our faith in Jesus Christ alone, we were sealed unto the day of redemption. Say, I was sealed unto the day of redemption. And in Ephesians 4.30, it says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for redemption. Sealed. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver. And he purchased redemption for us. Out of court, Jesus. Out of court, tabernacle, columns, made of bronze, based in redemption, in silver, foretelling Christ. Speaking.
to the one that's going to save our souls once and for all, forever. He's saying, you know what? Yeah, there may be judgment. There may be, there may be, uh, you know, prices to pay and this and that. But the redemption that I am offering you, if you could just see the goodness of the Lord, if you could just see my heart, if you could just see my redemptive quality within you, I have called you. I have redeemed you. I have purchased you with my own blood, saith the Lord. And it was once and for all. So that's a powerful point. He's the bishop of our souls. He's the lily of the valley. Redeemed for mankind's sake. He says, I am going to redeem you. I'm the redeemer. The rose of Sharon. This is who we live. This is who we serve. We live for. We live by Jesus Christ. I live for Jesus. I live for Jesus. Oh, that was weak. I live for Jesus. He has healed your heart. Wave your hand. How many? I mean, every single person in this room should be able to say, He has healed my heart. He's healed my emotions. He has saved me, rescued me. Why? Because He's redeemed me. He has purchased me. With His own blood, He's redeemed me. With His own blood, He's purchased me. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver, but yet He's the one that redeemed us. Redemption redeemed us. 30 pieces of silver. What does silver signify? Redemption. Redemption redeemed us. Glory to God. Everything, in, when you look at the word of God and you start to study it out, it's rich. Amen. The word of God is rich. Amen. It doesn't get old and it's not boring. And let me tell you something. The word of God is alive and it's active and it's applicable to your life today. Amen. And this is why we need to be Bereans of the word and study the word of God because it applies to us today. When I tell you you've been redeemed because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ, when I tell you Jesus was purchased, he, he, you know, 30 pieces of silver, come on, sold for 30 pieces of silver? Soul for 30 pieces, but yet he says, but I purchased you right now with the bl my blood, my own blood. He has purchased us. Oh, it's powerful. It's incredible. The bishop of our souls. And so, as we talk about the whole tabernacle, the best is revealed in closeness. The best is revealed in closeness. The further that, the further that you go from the holy place, the lesser the value in material used. The further that you go from the most holy place, the lesser in value the materials were used. So in other words, when you get to the holy of holies, you see the gold. You see that God chose gold to be, to be you know, made and represented for these different articles. And he chose gold. But when you get to the outer courts and you as you move on, there's bronze, there's silver, and there's some gold, but there's bronze and silver. But when you get closer, when you get close to the Holy of Holies, isn't this, this is a word picture for somebody. Because some people are just, they're just settling. They're settling for the bronze and they're settling for the silver. But God says, I want you to go for the gold. I want you to move closer to me. Because when you move closer to me, I've got best for you. Best. Not second best, but I've got best. That's why I said best is actually revealed in closeness. 
when you get closer to the Holy of Holies. In other words, even today when we were worshiping, as we were worshiping, how many of you guys when we were worshiping were so engaged, so engaged, I know I was, so engaged with the Holy One. I mean, just like this incredible power of God just flowing through. It's like electricity flowing through. You're just so engaged. Why? Because He wants to draw you closer. He wants to draw you closer. That's where the gold is. That's where He saved His best. That's where He says there is no lack in that place, in that area. That's is where He says, I give you the riches from heaven. He says, I want to shower upon you so many good things. You don't even know. You don't even know how to even ask for them all. But as you're close, as you get close to him, just as they would get close into the Holy of Holies, and they would see the beauty realm of God, as we press into him and we walk like that, intertwined with him, we see the beauty realm of God. And it's powerful. It's beautiful. But the further out we go, that we see, we see things that are of lesser value, worries, concerns. Let's just make it plain for some of us, okay? Let's just make it plain for some people. You know, you move further away from the Holy of Holies. You start to get plagued by whatever's going on in the world around you. You start to get the oppression and the heaviness and the weight and the worries and the concerns. But yet when you just say, no, there is something far better for me. I've been called. I've been chosen. I've been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. No, I'm not going to allow myself to be removed from what God says is best, which is in His Holy of Holies, the presence of God. And it's so beautiful. It is so powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the columns at the entrance of the tabernacle were made of gold and silver and bronze, but the columns in the holy place and in the most holy place were made with gold. Hallelujah. The articles within the holy place and the most holy place were the lampstand, the table of showbread, the altar of incense, the ark of the covenant, and the mercy seat. And they were all made of pure gold. Pure gold. Overlaid with this beautiful gold of God. You know, when you think about that, why? Because God say he wants only the best for his children. Yeah. He wants the best for you. Yeah. He wants that which is costly, that which is best, that which is pure, that which is him for us. Does this make sense? Yeah. How many of you are here? Like, this is so important that when you start to look at the tabernacle, I don't know about you, but I love, I love the study of the tabernacle in the Holy of Holies. I've, I've just always just loved it because it's like, this was God's design. This was God's design. He spoke this to Moses. He says, I'm going to give you specific instructions. Don't you think we should learn about it? Don't you think if God said to Moses, I want to give you specific instructions, that maybe, just maybe, it's something we need to uh, learn a little bit from and say, Lord, how does this apply to my life today? Because it does. Say it does. It applies to my life today. Because the Bible is actually applicable. All of it. All of it. Not just the parts you like. Yeah. I know you all have your favorites. Yeah. But all of it applies. So the tabernacle, this holy set of, it's, it's like a holy set apart place where God chose to meet with his people. He, he said, I choose to meet with my people, but now he meets with us where? Within the tabernacle of our hearts. He wants to meet with us within. Now, I don't want you to miss this. If you have your Bibles, turn to Jeremiah 31. Turn to Jeremiah 31. 
And in verse 31, he says, I'm going to put my covenant, which is my word, in you. I'm going to put my covenant, my word, in you. I'm going to put my law, which is my word, my covenant, in your minds, and I'm going to write it on your heart. The tabernacle, holy set apart place where God chose to meet with his people so that he could meet with them. Now in us. Now the spirit of God in us. He says, I am writing that on your mind and I'm writing this on your heart so that no man can actually have no excuse. Jesus, our tabernacle, met the Old Testament requirements once and for all. And he was the spotless lamb of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so Hebrews 9, turn your Bibles to Hebrews 9, 11. Hebrews 9, 11. So 9, 11, and 12, it says, But Christ came as a high priest. Christ came as a high priest and with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands not made with human hands that means this people of God if you didn't already know this for Moses he told them I want you to build this tabernacle and I want you to tabernacle there I want you to come meet with me I want you to tell this is where I want, I'm going to talk to you inner you know in the inner places the holy of holies right but it was a movable tent it was not a stationary it was not a stationary dwelling place right it was movable and then later on, God told David, who gave him instructions, to build, right, that temple which Solomon, his son, built, right? Beautiful, a beautiful temple where, again, they would go and worship, but this time it was stationary, it's permanent, right? But look at this. God says, but now I have sent Jesus Christ, my son, let's read it again, because now Jesus has become like our tabernacle, and he lives and dwells on the inside of us. Did I not tell you that everything in the word is applicable to us? Did I not tell you that even the teaching on the tabernacle has a place in your life today, and it's applicable? Let's read that again. In, in Hebrews 9, 11 and 12, it says, but Christ has come as the high priest of the good things to come with the greater the greater it says the greater and more perfect tabernacle Jesus is the greater and the more perfect tabernacle not made with hands isn't that powerful and this is who lives on the inside of us yeah it's and not of creation it wasn't made of creation now with the blood it says not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. With his own blood, he entered into the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Powerful. Wow. Thank you, Lord. So don't miss the point here of what I'm making. The Lord wants you to know he wants you to tabernacle with him. He wants you to walk with him, enjoying the, the fellowship, which is koinonia, with Christ. And, you know, we gather together because it's the word of God to do that. But we tabernacle with the Lord every moment, or we can, every moment of our lives. Because he's on the inside of us. His spirit now lives on the inside of us. He is the perfect lamb of God. His own blood was shed for us to now have that divine relationship with Christ the King. 
It's incredible that Christ the King would die, rise again, to give us a divine relationship with Him, tabernacling on the inside of us. So, I want you to see this progression. Adam and Eve, God came and walked with them, right? The garden. God came and walked with them, and He dwelt with them, right? Moses was instructed to build the tabernacle so that God's people could meet with with him, right? Uh, a sacred holy place. But like I said, it was traveling. It wasn't a stationary place. David, King David, received the plans and Solomon, his son, built the temple. But it was a permanent temple until it was destroyed, right? So that people could go and meet with God. It was always God's desire. Do you see the pattern? It was always God's desire to meet and to fellowship with his people. It was always, it is still God's desire to meet and to fellowship with you. But the question is, do you have that kind of desire to meet and to fellowship with him? Because he is still pulling on your heartstrings. He is still beckoning you to come. He is still wooing you into the Holy of Holies. But the Holy of Holies is now found on the inside of us. It is now the inner chambers of your heart. He dwells inside of us now. Jesus paying the altar ultimate price through his shed blood now dwells within us. And I want you to think about this. The eternal spirit of God, the eternal spirit of God, greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with human hands. Did we not just read that in Hebrews 9? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Is now the internal and eternal spirit of God within us. He's the internal and eternal. In other words, when you said yes to Jesus, God says, I have chosen you for life. You're a mine for life. He says, no one's going to snatch you out of my hands. When you said yes to Jesus, he says, no one's going to snatch you. You're mine. You're mine. Stay firmly rooted in my word, but you're mine. Amen? Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. John 1.14 says, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we behold his glory. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we behold his glory. We get to still behold his glory. The glory as of the only begotten father, full of grace and truth. Are you beholding the glory of God? Are you, are you walking and talking with the one that wants to fellowship with yeah. you? Are you allowing God's power and his presence to so fill your life, your heart, that you are energized with truth because you continue to be pressing into the heart of God? Because you remember, I want to be close to the Holy of Holies. I'm not going to live in the outer courts when God's prepared the inner sanctuary for me. And he's prepared the inner sanctuary for you, every believer in Christ. Amen. So the tabernacle was the fulfillment. It was the fulfillment of Isaiah 7.14. Where it says, Emmanuel, God with us. The tabernacle, which is now Christ tabernacling inside of us, fellowshipping inside of us, right? Doing life within us. The fulfillment of that is Emmanuel, God with us, is in Isaiah 7.14. You see that many times even on your Christmas cards, right? True. Christ, our tabernacle, I want you dwells with us. He lives on the inside of us. So just like with Adam and Eve, dwells with them. He dwells with us. He lives on the inside of us. But not only that, the tabernacle of God, he, he says, we, the tabernacle of God, will dwell with God forever. We, you, 
the tabernacle of God. Did you not know you were tabernacles of God? If God's presence lives on the inside of you, if he, the one that has made the way better than before, perfect lamb of God, spotless lamb of God, lives on the inside of you. Now, because of the precious Holy Spirit, we become tabernacles of God and he wants us to tabernacle together. In other words, fellowship together. And the last scripture that I want to give you, because it's just going to enforce what I just got done saying to you, is, is Revelations 21.3. So you can write it down, you can look it up. Revelation 21.3. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Wow. The tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them. Amen. Wow. What kind of a God do we serve? He says, he, we will dwell with them. He will dwell with us. He will dwell with them. He will dwell with us. And they shall be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. Hallelujah. We don't need to worry about the tabernacle. I need to go back to the temple because it's all within you. Say it's all within me. As a, as a believer in Christ, it is all within me. So I'm going to ask you, what are you going to do this week to make sure you, a tabernacle that God has chosen to put his spirit on the inside of you, that longs to be with you, that actually longs from the very beginning of time. This was always his plan to create a place where his people would fellowship with him. From the very beginning of time. And look at the extent that he went to. I mean, gold and bronze and silver, you know, and acacia wood and all these precious stones. And like the, to the extent that he would create such a beautiful place. But now that place is created in you. That place is created in you. Hallelujah. I want you to have to stand up to your feet. Father, I thank you. As I look around, I see these tabernacles, these, these beautiful people of God that, that want to walk with you in greater ways. The revelation of God. And it's really not about how you feel. It's about what his word says. If God says unto you that I want a tabernacle with you. And as a matter of fact, I put my spirit on the inside of you. And so now you are a, you're a, you're a tabernacle and God's dwelling places within you, his presence within you. What are you going to do with the truth? You're not going to wait on your emotions. You're going to allow the truth of God to manifest in your life right now because His Word does not return unto us void.